That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> Showing her my O face. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Hey! The sheriff is on this! What do you say? The sheriff is near! No, got a brand thing, woman! The sheriff is on this! We are live. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. As always, it is Monday night at 9 p.m. We decided to do a live um, movie review tonight, so RB would be joining me shortly because he has no concept of when to be on time. So, um, as you can see, I, I as you see, I popped up on my own phone there. So, but I appreciate everybody joining us. I really do. Um, so we have a lot of things to cover tonight, a lot of fun things. We have a debate going on on Facebook right now. Jean-Claude Van Damme versus Steven Seagal and who you got. So I thought that was pretty interesting. A little debate to go over. So make sure to um, like it, share it, share the video out, send it out to your friends. I really appreciate it so much. I'm wearing one of our Flyover Media shirts that you can order if you're interested in getting a shirt. Um, just let me know. Also, the other popular shirt is the uh, dad shirt that I usually wear. So, um, as always, we are, um, you can get those. You just let us know. We can be able to get those for you. Yeah. It started at 9. You weren't on time. So, I, I don't have I don't have patience for people that are not on time. So, he might have to plug that in the bottom, the mic. You know, I think it might be loose at the bottom. Yeah. Should be good. So Should be it. There. Should have already been set up. It was all set up because um, it's what we do. Let me see me. Did you share me? Yeah, I shared the video. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So now you need to share it. Hang on. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got the tablet. That's the funny part. I know. I Wait a minute. Oh, I fixed. I got the, my sound on. I fixed the audio though. So yeah, remember last week it was a little sketchy. All right, so um, thanks to uh, Miss Briner joining us. RV is watching, and he's actually in the room. Mondo is watching. What's up, Mondo? Mondo's from Tina Doe Show that comes out on who Tuesdays. Mondo. That name sounds familiar. Mondo. Is he that guy who did that thing? Oops. <laughs> yeah, yes, he is that guy that did that thing. I remember him. I remember him, too. Why can't I find that to share it? I have no idea. Damn it, Carl. I've never done this on my tablet before. Hey, when's the last time you used a tablet? Just watching porn. Hey, what's up, P-Rez? P-Rez. Uh, P-Rez. He's another uh, uh, comedian. He was on the um, Juice in the Morning during the Roast Battle. Um, check his page. He's been doing some cool stuff on his page. Check that out, too. During this time, like I said before, is there's a lot of people doing a lot of cool things. You should definitely go check them out. And then um, a lot of content out right now. So Wait, I need to go to this. This is so, so funny. This is great television. <laughs> Someone, you look like an what eight, is this? You look like an eight year old man trying to figure out technology what over there. What is this? I have a laptop. I have a board, and then I have all this other stuff that I'm running in cameras, and you can't figure out a tablet. I can probably. Welcome to the most successful uh, show here. Um, yeah. How do I share that so much? Is it that button? No, I, I don't like that button. I, I don't. I don't even have any words for you right now, honestly. I get that a lot. So. I don't know how to share it. Uh, oh, there it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, wait. Do I? I have no idea, bro. I have no idea. I don't think I did. <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing. Oh, damn it. I'm just copying a link. Come on, Carl. I don't want to share to a group. I want to share to... You're trying to... Um, I can't hear RB at all. Uh, just give me a second. Sorry, Amy. 
No. No, he's coming in on mine. He's coming in on my phone. Yeah, he's coming in on there. Okay. That's here we go. Yeah, that's weird. I, that's why I'm, I always have my phone next to me to test it. I think I'm posting it. There. Wow, highly entertaining, Amy. Who's, Thank you, Amy. Who's one of my favorite fans of all time? She's such a sweetheart. She was well, the one apparently that, she wanted to hear me. She's one that came yeah. up. She's one that came up to the uh, oh, yeah, the final yeah. Smugcast. Yeah, yeah. She's from Southern Indiana. I recently became a huge fan of Southern Indiana. Recently? Recently. Why? I was anti-Southern. I there's just, just nothing to be excited about in Southern Indiana. I mean, it's not. There's things to be excited about. No, there's not. I mean, I'm not ready to call it God's country yet. It's so far from. Hey. It's so it's so close to uh, Kentucky. It makes me a little nervous. Yeah, anytime as you, it should. Anytime you get close to Kentucky, I'm sorry if you say Southern Indiana. I assume you can throw a rock into Kentucky, which means I despise you. Where do you start, Southern Indiana? At? <laughs> Greenwood. <laughs> That's where we're at. Actually, to be honest, I'm Greenwood born and raised. I, w- I would say Columbus. It, that everything south of Columbus, I'm Indiana, the, is Southern Indiana to me. I, I based it on. Um, diversity so i start right at martinsville franklin area that's where Darwin that's the same if you draw it across to, it? to columbus yeah. yeah i mean it's pretty much a straight shot across from columbus to to martinsville bloomington i move way too much when i do this because i'm like i don't know what to do, do with, i don't know what to do with my hands what do i do with my hands i was supposed to do a costume this week wasn't i yeah we don't get time for damn that. it well, no. you, next, next week folks. but you did have one of the best one-liners from a movie earlier that i didn't know Oh my god! And that's a. Uh, I'll tell your waiter. That's a, that's a law dog favorite. We're it's we we use that all the time. Uh, any of you folks who have seen uh, as good as it gets, uh, tremendous. Uh, Jack and Helen Hunt. I'm not a Helen Hunt fan, but shocker, you know whatever. Um, did, but, but did you did you like her sitcom though? No, mad about you. No, I did not. Do you think didn't. that? Did you, did you think they tried to be like too smart humor? Kind of. Okay, yeah. that's kind of how I felt. But uh, oh, we're up on the big screen. But that that scene where they're at the restaurant, <laughs> two two crabs, hard shell, fries, and he just yells it in the restaurant. And <laughs> some random guy goes, "Great, I'll uh, tell your waiter." And I, I don't know why that scene is so funny. Great, I'll tell your waiter. Great, I'll tell your later later. Wait, did everybody everybody notice in my hat, America? I think so. Okay. Uh, shout out to Chris Lewis watching and Calvin from Off the Cuff is watching from Muncie. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait for those guys to come back down and hang out with us. Uh, um, sorry, I was distracted by Snapchat. I got I get easily distracted by Snapchat. See, I think see I shared, but yet I'm still seeing that over there. So I should see what people are saying on mine. No one's saying anything to you. No one likes um, you. Some people do. It's debatable. Actually, nobody does. That's for damn sure. <laughs> nobody does. Yeah, hey, you actually showed it or shared it. Congratulations to you. Did I? Yes, you yes. did share it. You did share it. Um, Let me get in the mind. Before we get into it, obviously, Flavor Media Studios, um, we put out a lot of great content. Um, we have Off the Cuff. Um, Uncle Buck's House, Tina and Doe, Smutcast, BG Robbins Project, Weeze Nuts, Moo Review, and Juice in the Morning. So everything um, is either produced out of the studio it's or a lot of garbage. Or I help produce it. A lot of garbage. Actually, this is the worst rated show, and that's it's you're on it. It's got to be. There's in no way saying I'm boosting any ratings. You haven't boosted. Even after my tirade last week. Yeah, you tirade last week. I don't. That's terrible. I don't remember that. Terrible. You don't remember what? Well, I, it's not I don't remember. It's not like I was a drunken haze, but yeah, apparently I went off on the uh, Corona people. My Corona. You know, that's my favorite beer is actually Corona for my Hispanic roots. Oh, really? I love Corona. It, it, I can only have it in the summer, to be honest. I, 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 I lose. Uh, I don't lose. I mean, I'll still drink it, but it, it, there's just nothing better then a good next to the good, pool, a good sweat, yeah, Corona next going to, on right yeah, there. If you're next to the pool or yeah. beach, 
Yeah. When I was in Barbados, that's what I had was a Corona. Was it? Yeah. Right by the beach yeah. and the wind was blowing. We're getting there, folks. We're almost at that season. Well, I thought that this place had food, like appetizers, but didn't. <laughs> so, I just started, so I just started drinking and sweating in the Bahamas. So I was like, I'll have a Corona. It was like yeah. $9. Yeah. I was like, I only needed, I only ordered one. She's yeah. like, no, that is one. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the boat. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but I do have one of your favorite things to talk about uh, right up front. Um, Bring it. There is a debate going on. Steven Seagal versus Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, go ahead. Tell us who you got who would win in that one-on-one battle. That's pretty interesting. Um, but this is, this is from Entertainment. Uh, weekly.com stars who almost played iconic movie roles which you know me and you love we've talked about, about the about doing yeah. a show for this for so well, long we've got, we've got snip, snippets of it because some of it the well, reason we didn't do it was was some may be true some may not be yeah. true yeah. so um but I'm yeah not, i think we've talked about ones that were like rumored to be you know to do this but and i'm just going to hit the uh, i'm just going to hit the highlights all right hit it uh scarlett johansson and jumanji uh, back in 2011, which one? Okay, the, the, original, ri- the original, the original, yeah, original. Ooh, with Robin Williams. God, what would she have been playing? Uh, back the in daughter? 2011, a do- uh, audition tape of young Scarlett Johansson reading for Kirsten Dunst role as yeah. the 1995 Jumanji made the rounds on the internet. In the 22 years since its release, Johansson Johansson has become a bona fide star. This one, the, I I want to get your take on this. This okay. could be this could be a hot take. Okay. You think what they say in sports media? Hot take. Why don't we have like some sound bites? Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. You know something cool. Because I'm not. I'm not cheesy. That's cheesy. Is it cheesy? Yeah, that's cheesy. Uh, why do I like cheesy? All right, go yeah, ahead. I know. This, Hit me. Um, Gwen Stefani and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Gwen Stefani and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. A movie I don't think you really cared for, right? It was okay. Uh, we wonder if the world would have been blown up back no. in 2005 if Gwen Stefani had landed the role of Jane. She was going to play Jane. No. Um, no. What do you mean? No way. They got that one right. They well, got that one right. There's no way Gwen Stefani plays that role right. Well, the only reason is is because, I, I mean, I'm not saying she can't be an actress or whatever, um, but... I'm just saying a first that'd be a tougher first role. Well, I was gonna say that's not a uh that's not a first role that you give them that massive lead. They gotta have like that third person where they well, she starts off as a second actor. Yes, so exactly. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the, she she wasn't bona fide at that time to to take on a lead role, especially as big as that. Because you can argue who the lead was in that movie was it her what i mean was it jolie was it pitt they were you know so yeah if you pit her or if you put her against pitt think about I, it i don't think so brad pitt and jennifer Aniston might have stayed together because that's when uh yeah those two yeah um, i blame that movie the next one is ben affleck and clue was playing uh josh <laughs> that would have been interesting okay instead of paul rudd well the, i think the difference would be think think how tall ben affleck is compared to paul rudd yeah, and Paul Rudd still was over Alicia Silverstone yeah. quite a bit. So Clue is one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Absolutely. Oh man, absolutely. When she's, when she's driving, yeah. Oops. Should I leave a yeah. note? Should I leave a note as she continues to drive? Has one of my favorites. Donald Faison from Scrubs in it. Yeah. You know, man. Never been. He's Petey. He's a whiny bitch. Oh, he was great in Scrubs. I, I just I could never get into Scrubs. I don't know why. We've talked about that too it's, many times. It's, it's hard hard for you to follow things. It is. It is. Uh, I love Scrubs. What Go. else you got? Uh, Emma Watson and La La Land. I could pass. We mean it's La La Land. A great movie. Yeah. The only thing I know about La La Land is my dad accidentally rented it four times when he first got Xfinity because he thought, told me, and I had to do bill credits for him to <laughs> to get that. Um, I don't know, because who got that? Emma Stone, right? Yeah. Okay. Miles Teller in La La Land. Instead of Gosling? Yep. Boy, I just saw, what was that movie? What was the one he did with Carell? Uh, crap. I'm drawing a blank on the name for a second here. Because I just watched it the other night, and that, that's just a good-looking man. Holy balls. Yep. Uh, John Kranskin in Captain America, the first Avenger. Who? Guy from The Office. Oh, Krasinski. Krasinski, sorry, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, Cranston. Whatever. Brian Cranston. Um, uh, that's why I was like, Brian Cranston is... I, they got it right with Chris Evans. I I agree, but I would have been interested to see that one. I, w- I would have been intrigued. I, he's really developed as an actor, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Um, I because I, I you know I saw him in thirteen days in Benghazi or thirteen hours in Benghazi. Um, he's played some serious roles and now he's doing what Jack Ryan in the, uh, no, he's the yeah I, in Amazon right. I don't know if he's still doing that, but he did. I write, think he is. He wrote the movie about um, Quiet Place. Yeah, he did those, but then he he's acting in um, the Jack Ryan. Uh, it's, it's on the, it's Amazon. On, yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hiddleston um, in Thor, he actually auditioned for Thor. No, 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 no. He, he, what? Yeah. No, that wouldn't have worked out. No, I don't see that one. I, I can see it, yeah. I mean, he, no. Uh, Could what, you really? In what way? Be, why Why would just because, I mean, I love. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hiddleston is. Loki. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. No way. Well, you got to think, but you're thinking about him as Loki now, though. I'm just, I'm just had probably I guess maybe but yeah he was just such a perfect Loki no I know I'm not disagreeing he was so good um and and I know that is Amy's favorite um Loki's her favorite I do oh, is that right that. yeah from her Twitter okay I do pay attention I could see that uh Liam Hensworth and Thor that would have been interesting I guess the, so him and his brother both went up for the same part that's awesome how, how was Thanksgiving after that yeah. <laughs> after you blew up um, Mindy Calling and Bridesmaids. Mindy Calling, which one's that? She's from The Office. Which one is she on The Office? You you don't know the actors' names? No, you watch it every day. Yes. Oh, good lord, that's Mindy. As who? As uh, the queen of the modern rom com was almost cast as the best comedy of the past decade. Calling was up for Maya Rudolph's role in in Bridesmaid. Oh, okay. Uh, I could have seen that actually. Oh. uh uh, Matthew McConaughey in Titanic. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I don't think that that was such a diverse role, him playing Jack, uh, you know, DiCaprio. It just happened that that movie blew up and was fantastic. Um, O.J. Simpson in Terminator. The Terminator. As what? Um, 2000. Don't say Schwarzenegger. <laughs> James Cameron revealed that O.J. Simpson was a name brought up to play the lead role, which famously went to Schwarzenegger. Yeah. O.J. Simpson was going to play the Terminator. Yeah. I want O.J. Wow. Simpson for the Terminator. Recall Could the you imagine if that had actually happened, the memes and jokes that would be out there now if he would have actually been cast as the terminator i don't even want to think about the nicole brown and all no that, that, that's all i'm talking yeah, about is like so yeah awful. could you imagine well you gotta think about it that i mean that came out in what 83 right that was later than that it uh, was the original one came out like 83 or 85 didn't it no no i i would guess late 90s i'm gonna say 88 the very first one yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say 88 I'm going to say 87 to 89. Give me those three. 87, 88, or 89. I was like, I, I, any other years you want to just throw in there so you can be correct? In 1964. 1984, told you. Damn it. Was it really? Just go sit over there and be quiet. Why do those just get more and more <laughs> depressing when you tell me facts? Um. So that was in 83. The murders didn't occur to like, the, what, mid-90s? Uh, it was in 94. He I would believe, almost, right? he would have been in the sequel too. Yeah. I was just that say, was 92. He, he absolutely would have been yeah. in the sequel. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Whew. Wow. What an interesting. That would, that, that'd be, what would have, what, what would have been, what would have been worse? The, uh, <laughs> him being an original or, or, or they were like, Hey, we're going to reboot this. What, what would have been, I'm, I'm curious what the thought process was behind, an action movie because you gotta think about it. he played football tough guy yeah. had a good physique but he had done the naked gun movies like the a comedic role Source type of thing Schwarzenegger did conan so i could see why they might have went with him because you know that was not a comedy say what you want it was hilarious but it was not a comedy my english teacher showed that in high school and didn't realize there was a sex scene oh yeah it's the only yeah, time i was ever awake learned. during english class yeah yeah huh yeah, I couldn't have seen that one. OJ is the Terminator. Wow. I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah, no. That, uh. All right, go ahead. Next. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Twilight. I would have seen it a thousand times. You know I got my crush on J-Lo. Uh, yeah, big Jennifer Lawrence fan. I could see mm -hmm. either way. I mean, I don't, yeah. 
Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Easy A. Remember Emma Watson was yeah. in Easy A. So either way, I don't. I mean, no, I was good with it. Either way, uh, Emily Blunt in Iron Man Two. She was going to pay play uh, Scarlett Johansson playing the badass Black Widow. No, you got. I've it right. heard that about. Yeah, we yeah. had my Scarlett Johansson was. Yeah, no, you got that right. And she probably could have done it decently, but boy, Scarlett just a lot of people to play that Affleck. To be honest, you've already seen that you could get multiple people to play Batman. Uh, to me, uh, Gal Gadot again. I didn't understand that. What do you mean when they cast her as Wonder Woman? Why? I was like, boy, I don't see that at all. But then watching her, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I get it because she, she was fantastic. Do I say that she is one in a million playing that role? No. No. I don't think so. I mean, again, I so I, I don't know. I, I, I That's the difference to me between DC and, and Marvel on those movies is the people that Marvel casted so much became those people that that they can't see anyone else playing those roles. To be honest, I can't see anyone else really playing. I can't really see anybody else playing Thor, to be honest. I can't see anybody else playing, obviously, Iron Man. Yeah, but you always, you always get this wrong, though. This is why. I don't. Yeah, you do. Okay, so if... if that doesn't seem right. Marvel hasn't been in the movie business for a very long time. Blade really Blade really set the tone for Marvel movies, right? To be darker, right? Yeah. It's a proven fact. And then now I can't see anybody else really playing Blade, right? Because he had three straight No, movies. and somebody else playing Blade. It was a TV show, but yeah, they're going to reboot it, right? And I still like, no, I mean, Wesley Snipes was Blade. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, you had 10 years of the same characters. Now, if DC would have gone went through and did the same 10 years of the same characters and kept the same cast, then you'd be seeing the same thing. Yeah, but the problem was that none of their, even the individual movies, none of them were, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because none of them, I've seen the Wonder Woman movie. Great movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Um, and I'm to be honest, that's one of the few sequels I'm kind of excited to see. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Um but the, the 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 individual movies that Marvel did really identified those people as and put them in characters and I I just again even watching Aquaman or watching Batman versus Superman things like that I'm I'm just like oh, okay I could probably get you could probably get a bunch of people that could play that role and I'd be just as fine with what are you laughing at Juice said um, the what expen- do you want? the Expendables would be great. The Expendables, you know, because how you know Schwarzenegger put or um, Stallone put all those old action stars into movies. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Could you imagine OJ, OJ playing Terminator?" Oh, yeah, yep. boy, would it be too late? In their Expendables, like fifteen, getting ready to come out. That I don't know. Uh, actually, I don't think any more are coming out. Honestly, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I really, I, I honestly, but yeah, those are some of the ones. Huh. Okay, th- that I see on there. Those so, are interesting. Um. Yeah, we talked about some of those, but yeah. So, but what we were, um, we got some other things to talk about here, real fast. Let me get them to you. Okay. The um, I always have things to talk about with you. I love when you bring things to talk to me about. This one is uh, something right up your alley. This is called the. Um, it's from the manual dot com. The the seven best drinking scenes in modern film. Some of his drinking scenes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see if you've seen any of these. Deal. Uh, first one is Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Love that movie. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, the fantastic, fantastic scene from 1998's Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels is pure party field shenanigans. It got everything from a piano, backflips, and pulls right from the tap to spiring camera work that feels blissfully drunk. The Big Lebowski. No shock yep, there. No, that's 100% right. Cullen Brothers film. Love it. Uh, there aren't too many scenes in the classic Cullen Brothers film that doesn't involve a, as you know, white Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shining. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Sideways? I did. 
I did. Yeah, good one. Dark romantic comedy with loads of wine, mm-hmm. drinking sideways. Yeah. Uh, Lost in translation, Bill Murray. God, yeah. A Japanese whiskey ambassador's pure uh, film. That's a Scarlet gold. movie, too. Yep. This one, I don't remember the drinking, but maybe you do. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, he has a drunk scene uh, after he l- thinks he loses uh, Miriam. Uh, it says, this yeah. one from the Argo of the Best of the Indiana Jones series takes place in Nepal and features cash, high tolerance locals, peer pressure, and... Uh, it's not a long scene. Like The dimly lit bar where Marion works looks like the perfect place to throw back a few. Uh, this one I do... Oh, they're talking, uh, they're talking about that scene. Yeah. Oh, where she has a drink off with some dude. Okay. All right, uh, I guess. Goldfinger, the martinis, and that one, that, that one had a lot of martini scenes in it. Yeah. Okay. So those are some of the most, they said, the seven best drinking scenes in modern film. Okay. I can't think of a whole lot of, I mean, obviously I can think of a bunch of um, other movies um, that think of where I can, eh. Well, I think I, one classic drinking scene that comes up to me is, uh, shout out to Mr. Josh, Varsity Blues, the where they're playing quarters. And then Billy Bob has so many shots that he pukes in the washing machine. Yeah. I, I just I, like a classic uh, drinking scene to me. F- fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Animal House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is something I think. Yeah, they may not consider that one modern. Yeah. <laughs> modern cinema. Um, this is something that made me think of you from BuzzFeed.com. 18 more movies so questionable people started them but refused to finish them. Oh, wow. Uh, recently took a look at Reddit thread that asked users, what movie did you start watching? And said, F this, I'm not finishing it. And then their answers were so good. They sparked even more brilliant responses. Here are just a few movies people noped the heck out of before they finished them. Number one, Sausage Party from 2016, the animated movie. Never even started it. Um, it actually says I, the one user put, I thought it, I thought it would be a daft fun, but this, they intentionally set up to make a film for morons. I tried watching it 10 minutes before I turned it off. Fear of turning me stupid. Okay. This one will shock you. Number two, Joe, Joe versus the volcano. God, that's sad, but I could, I could uh, see it. This is an old one for Tom Hanks. I saw in the theater. Can't remember what actually drove me to walk out, but a hundred percent think walked I walked out. Yeah. I stayed longer than I should have. Just awful. Wow. Two, it was bad. 2008, Mamma Mia. Okay. Uh, the only movie I've ever managed to complete. This is the one I absolutely love, Abba, and I heard so much great stuff about this movie. Oh, uh, that thing was a phenomenon. Everybody was going berserk about Mamma Mia. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one's not a shocker here. Okay. Human Centipede 2. <laughs> <laughs> the only shocker is that people started watching that. Yeah. Human... Uh, Sorry, <laughs> Human Centipede. It's not Human Centipede. Human Centipede Me 2. Uh, wow. the, the comment was, the first one was gross, but still kind of campy. <laughs> it wasn't overly graphic. The second one I started this one, I truly knew how far I got. Yeah. It wasn't just torture porn, so I turned it off like horror <laughs> movies. <laughs> torture, torture porn. porn. Uh, number six, I've heard this a lot, Daredevil with Ben Affleck. You know, that's. I, I guess I could put that in guilty. I didn't hate that movie uh i, I did you w- i wanted to like it i just couldn't really when they had uh, i didn't hate bullseye, it bullseye come on bullseye yeah. come on yeah. the motorcycles come on i don't know we're better than that guys and we've gotten better are we I and mean, we have yeah. yes but i don't know i didn't <laughs> think it was as bad but the, okay. la- the last ex- exorcism from 2010 i walked out, i walked out and got a refund it was even a little over the point of no refund, but they gave me one anyway. <laughs> uh, Happy Time Murders. That's the puppet with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, you know, I keep seeing that on TV, and I haven't watched it yet. I Love Toast said the movie was with Melissa McCarthy and the puppets. It was so bad, I left after 10 minutes. Hmm. Hoot, 2006. Uh, my grandmother and I went to see this movie theaters. Hoot. We lasted 15 minutes, and I was five years old. <laughs> knew it was a bad movie we shared a look got up and went for pizza for dinner this one is uh interesting one this is brad pitt's movie uh ad astra is that how you say it oh ad astra ad that just came out the movie should be on this list it's the stupidest plot ever i left the cinema i even tried to rewatch it on the flight but i still wanted to get up and leave somehow on the flight uh pain- it didn't look intriguing to me yeah pain- uh, even though it had tommy lee in it i love uh, me some tommy lee uh, pain and gain 
Oh, yeah, that thing was bad. I tried. I turned that off. That thing was bad. I mean, bad. it has Mark Wahlberg and a yeah. rock. Ooh. Yeah. I was excited for it. I was like, ooh, this... And it was... Uh, wasn't it loosely based on a true story? Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And I watched it. I made it through it because I, I think Dateline was a rerun that night or something, but... Number 13 was shocking to me, actually, because 1999, I was 19 years old. Um, American Pie. What? Yeah. Uh, I just watched the, the original one. I've tried on three separate occasions to watch. I just can't get through the first thirty minutes. I can see. How why. could you not get through the well, first thirty? A, That's the easiest part of it. it. It's a female, though. I can see why. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's kind of really crude. It's and, it's very based around uh, teenage boys' perceptions. Trying of, to lose their yeah. virginity by prom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hellboy twenty nineteen. Um, that's the reboot. Okay. No words for that one. Yeah. Um, this one I've never even heard. What of. is Hellboy? Is he DC or is he Marvel? Um, he is, um, Hellboy is, um, uh, DC. Is he DC? I, think I DC. thought he was too. Okay. Uh, number 15, I never even heard of from 2013, the bling ring. No, nope. I'll say that again. The bling ring. No. Yeah. So, how um, does stuff get made sometimes? Number 17. I love this. I'm happy now. Okay. Vanilla Sky. Oh, as a walkouter, huh? Yeah. I, I walked out even though I adore, adore Tom Cruise. Can adore. Do mm-hmm. Wow. There's, there's a lot of people who say that that is Tom Cruise's best performance ever. It's a dog crap movie. It's it's rough. I'm not gonna. I'm the, I I can't sugarcoat it. I'll watch it. It's no, a guilty pleasure that I watch. There's that and Eyes Wide Shut. That one I couldn't make it through. That one, no. Eyes Wide Shut was awful. I at least I made it through Vanilla Sky. And again, I'll watch that. Um, but yeah, Eyes Wide Shut was garbage. Uh, f- Far Away. What is it? Far Away. Is that another movie? You did with Far and Away? Yeah, I yeah. Didn't, with uh, that was, no, I I didn't hate that movie. That was actually pretty good terrible uh, like, acting whenever, whenever the horse fell on one of them i was happy whichever one it was i think it was tom cruise yeah that was at the end yeah he died and then somehow came back i don't know. I, I don't know it's about as bad as it's about as bad it, as it, it wasn't great it's about as bad as people being upset about top gun 2 being delayed no get out of here i i'm the, i'm to be honest right now during the times that we're in because it would go straight to my on demand and i would rent it I'm sorry. Top Gun was too big of my too big a part of my childhood I, to I, not see the sequel. I'm not. A, I just, I watched it as an adult, and I was like, "What am I? This is stupid." What Top Gun? Yeah, this is oh, a stupid God. movie. I I just so disagree. I love it. Is the them. epitome of what's wrong with every man that is that, time. Th- that seems like an over like everybody wore cut off shorts and tank tops so they could play volleyball. No, they wore jeans and sweats. They weren't even cut off sweats. They were just pulled up. There's cutoffs in the volleyball scene. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, there's not. That goes to show you you've watched that awful movie way too much. Yeah, they're they're not cut off. It's a, just, and he's wearing jeans on the beach. Yeah, with no shirt. Yeah, it to is, play beach volleyball. It is the epitome of why the '80s needed to die a slow death. No, it did not. No, bring it back. Oh, it's such an. If awful there's movie. not a volleyball scene in Top Gun Two, then I'm going to have a problem. But it's not. No, did you see it? The clips. It's like. What are they playing? They're playing like flag. They're playing like football or something. They're not playing beach volleyball. I don't know. I just hope Cruz dies in a fiery crash. He doesn't. He needs I don't to. Know. He probably does. His best character ever was on um, uh, Tropic Thunder. That's his best character ever. <laughs> Les Grossman. God, make a whole movie. Make a two-hour I'm, movie. I'm shocked that they have not. To be honest, you know, he with came you. up with how he yeah. wanted to act in that movie. Yeah, and I was. We talked about yeah. who. Who did he say that to on a? One of the late night hosts that he was like, yeah. Oh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I think it was Conan. Yep. So, I don't know. That just just really bothered me. I don't know why Top Gun just really bothers me. I I don't get it either because it it was. And I love awful movies. I mean, Over the Top's one of my favorite movies. Mm. That's an awful movie. That's so weird that you would love that and hate Top Gun. Well, Top Gun or Over the Top is about a father reconnected with his son. And working out in the semi. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, so the, I had this debate with my nephew, uh, Top Gun or Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle all the way. Yeah, I figured you'd, you'd because, get that. Right. All right, and, so, and my and nephew's you know the why, same way. Though, you, know this, you know the why, though, is because you know, my, my real father found a better family when I was six. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, and, damn. And so, like, I was longing for a father for so long, so I, I love the father movies, right? So you want to go into Baghdad and rescue him? <laughs> yeah. All right, my bad. You better blow him up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you came for me. Ba-boom. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't, bitch. Just no, wanted to see her face. No, I found Lewis Gofford Jr. He's going to be my dad now. Yeah. Uh, Chappie. Chappie. Yeah. No, I, I am a massive Iron Eagle fan. Uh, when he says Chappie. Yep, and Chappie. And he plays the tape. Yep. Ah. Oh, the cha- and then it's like, turn it over if you want to go ahead. Yeah. Slips it over, cranks on the song, and then just starts blowing the shit out of and everything. And he talks about... It talks about um, dog paddling. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't talk about it. He says it at the end. Yeah. When everybody thinks Chappie's dead and he comes back. Yeah. Spoiler from 30 years ago. Speaking of that, you know what's 35 if- years old this month? Me? The Goonies. Oh, yeah. God dang. That's so sad. I know. Wow. <sighs> One-Eyed Willie. Oh, my goodness. I got a One-Eyed Willie. Uh, <laughs> wait, what are we talking about? Uh... <sighs> Yeah, they're on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're did on. they catch it? Yeah, yeah. I thought we cut out for a second. Um, All right, you take Goonies for a second. So Goonies was obviously right in my wheelhouse. Um, I loved Goonies. Big fan of Goonies growing up as a kid. Data. I, lo- I always loved Data. That's because you didn't have any Asian friends. I don't Data, though. Um, <laughs> uh, but this is what he does. But no, one of my favorite, um, Goonies is one of my favorite movies. Um, growing up as a kid, because obviously it's based, it's based out of Washington, and then you got your buddies as a kid. You've always wanted to go on like a adventure or whatever. So, and it was always fun to think about that. And then you had, you know, you had Thanos, young Thanos, on there, um, and then you had Sean Steen who wanted to play uh, Rudy and also the Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know what happened to Chunk, and then obviously you had Corey. Fellman in it also at, at that time wearing a print shirt and then a members only jacket and then like you said he had data um and then you had oh i can never remember his name i want to pull up the cast i can never remember their names um but some of them went on to do pretty good things and that's weird when you watch um a younger you know when you go through and watch <clears throat> an older show older movie and you realize oh that's so and so so the cast included obviously sean Esteen, josh brolin Corey Feldman, those are the, kind of the three of the biggest stars. Um, he had John uh, Mashuzak, who actually played Sloth. Uh, Joe Pantolano, that's it. That's who I was thinking yeah. of. Joe Pantolano. From the Sopranos. From the Sopranos. <laughs> oh, and Bad Boys. Yeah. Um, and then you had Ann Ramsey, who played Mama Fratella. Oh, God. She wow. died in 1988. Yeah. She was in Goonies, threw Mamas from the train, Scrooged. Oh yeah, I forgot she was in Scrooged. Yeah, yeah, she was also in very small role. Also in Alf. Oh, was she? Yeah, the movie, uh, the TV show. Yeah, I just looked at it. I need to watch Alf again. Was it really funny? Alf? I don't know. I had an Alf watch. Yeah, the big. It was like this big. Yeah, Alf was huge. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, I I don't remember if it was funny. I need to watch it again. I mean, but there was a lot of stars in it. Like I just said, Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, yeah, Corey Feldman. Now Jeff Cohen actually played. Um, chunk okay. um but i don't see obviously a whole lot of things he's done he's born 1974 do the truffle shuffle he's legal oh, rep- bj what's that that's one of the wheel wheel of punishment so you have to do the truffle shuffle no i'm legally i'm not allowed to comment yes on you that. are no 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 yeah. i am not that dumb false <sighs> false oh there there's more comments down here uh, oh, Mr. Gio, what's up, Gio? Gio, sub yo yo. Who who else said stuff? Oh, that, that was earlier. I wasn't paying attention to him. I was to say I saw I had we had like twenty seven comments, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get it. It was um, Juice and Johnny. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Have a good stream, gentlemen. I'm out. Thanks, Johnny. Douche. <laughs> wow. Emily Blunt would have sucked. Oh, and nah. Iron Man too. I don't know if she would have sucked, but all right. Let's get to the let's get to the national debate here. Here we go. Bring it. So um, I put this up on uh, Facebook. Obviously, Jean Claude Van Damme versus Steven Seagal. Who do you got? God. 
It's that's such a battle. I gotta be honest. So basically, my thought my thought process is all of a sudden they meet underneath a bridge in New York with the traffic going overhead. And that's where they battle at. That's, that's so you think of everything that's around them. God, I'm sorry. I go I go Seagal. I I don't, I, and I'm not a hundred percent why. But I think I go Seagal. Because I, I, I think mainly because I think Van Damme tries to get too cute with it. And, you know, he's like, he looks at Seagal. Like, if Van Damme looked at Seagal, he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. Like, I'm going to grab his ponytail and whip him around. So I think he, I think Van Damme's overconfidence hurts him, and I think Seagal wins. You think so? I do. I, I, I don't know why. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, but I'll take Seagal. Yeah, if it's a... What are you going with? If it's a street fight, I almost have to go with Seagal. Really? Yeah. You're going with Seagal, too? Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, you got to think Jean-Claude Van Damme is... You have Bloodsport, um, and then you have... Kickboxer. Kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Seagal, you have Out for Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to kill. Hard to kill. So those are the kind of the two I'm basing off. I know they have long careers, yeah. but that's kind of the time frame I'm looking at right there. I it, My thing is, too, Seagal strikes me as a type that in most of his movies like he had to be smart you know what i'm saying like he knew how to like so an out for uh, uh uh hard to kill you know he he could make you know make weapons and uh you know he made his own silencer and made his own guns and all this kind of stuff so whereas van damme was just let's go Let's go, he says. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically. Let's, the, let's the, go to the audience. Let's see what the audience has to say. Okay, here. what do they got? Bring it on. I, I guarantee I'm going to lose this one. I, I guarantee we are going to lose. Uh, the, uh, I, I guarantee Van Damme wins with the media. So we have Mondo saying it was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Democrat. Uh, Crystal saying uh, Steven Seagal. Nice. Uh, Jose saying, hey, nice fish you caught, by the way. You caught a nice big fish. Um, he what? says he's Jose. It's one of my buddies. Oh. He was out in San Francisco. Uh, Jose says Jean Claude. Goddamn. Uh, so did he? Is he's picking Van Dam then? Yep. Okay. Uh, Fred Duggar says Seagal. My brother says Seagal. Jason Robinson uh, says Jean Claude. Uh, Paul Shore says um, I knew he would. They do it. Rob Van Dam show. It's pretty funny. Submarine one. Under Siege. Under Siege, yeah. I just watched that. Uh, Wait, weren't you over when I was watching it? Yeah. Uh, so You're over here too much. Thomas Tatum says, I'll go with Chuck <laughs> Norris. That was a no-brainer. Come uh, on. Steve Shelley says, Seagal for the win. Michael Langford says, Seagal. He would break Van Damme and arm and beat him to death with it. That's Wow. He's laying it out there. Descriptive. Play by play. That kind of sounded holstered a little bit, a too. A little bit. Like he's had this debate before. Okay. All righty. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what bar you're hanging out at, but I ain't going there. So um, that was kind of the debates that we had okay. right there. So. Okay. Um, so can we get in the meat and potatoes? What's that? The docu series. Yeah, that's what we're gonna. Yeah, we going next with it. Yeah, that's what we're gonna go next with it. Oh, so, yeah, so I can take the lead. I can be a lead actor. Yes, you can. Yes. It was time delay. So <laughs> RB. Uh, one thing RB is a big sports nerd, probably bigger than I am. Um, he is going to uh, take us through. Uh, tell us what we're going to cover next, real fast. We're going through the Last Dance, so I'm sure a lot of you have uh, been watching uh, because because the viewership is phenomenal going on right now. And we're now. not talking about a Garth Brooks song. We are not. Although I I'll listen to it. The I'll probably listen to it tonight. The dance. Um, I'll be leaving. But this is the last dance. This is the ESPN documentary uh, in regards to the 1997-98 Bulls team on their second three-peat. Um, so it's following the team, but it gives a lot of background. Uh, it's given background about Jordan, about Pippen. Uh, this past week was in regards to Rodman and Phil Jackson. So... 
this week was a, well, this week was a monster. They show they show two episodes, uh, so it's a ten part series. Anybody who, if I'm giving you information, then I'm, I, I I feel bad for you, but it's a ten part, so it's five weeks. Every Sunday at nine p.m. on ESPN, they show uh, two hours, so two episodes, um, but incredibly. Uh, incredibly insightful and behind the scenes and and if you watch it on espn it is uncensored that that one blew me away on the first one because you got you got michael jordan on there dropping the f-bomb and you know uh you shit this and shit that and all i was like whoa last night ron harper was the best no sorry Mm. He, he was good horace grant Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Horace Grant. He called him bitches, which was fine, but I'm talking about... Does Horace Grant not look like he should be an actor right now? Like, it, he looks like he could play in, like, Training Day 2. But if you go through and you look at um, Ron Harper, <laughs> when the co- coach was telling him, no, no, no. We're like, going to put Craig Elo like Craig on. Elo. He's yeah. like, all right. All right. Motherfucker ever. That's what he said. And I was mm-hmm. like... <laughs> No, I, I the, these two episodes were. I thought the first two were phenomenal. These were even better. But the controversy came down to, well, for what the media and everybody's talking about, and it wasn't the focal point that I had. Uh, it wasn't my number one takeaway from the the two episodes. But it was obviously, um, uh, everybody who knows anything about that and NBA basketball in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, was that was the time of the Piston Bad Boys and the animosity that Jordan had towards the Pistons and in particular Isaiah Thomas really kind of <laughs> really came out in that. And, I, and again, I don't know what hit the cutting room floor. For all I know, Jordan bashed the hell out of probably not Dumars. Dumars was so quiet, but I mean, he could have bashed the hell out of Lambeer and John Sally and all those guys, but really the animosity went directly towards Isaiah Thomas in this documentary, uh, in particular about uh, the Piston team when they got eliminated well, by most, the Bulls. And most people don't know, that's the reason that Isaiah was not mm-hmm. on the Dream Team. Yeah. And also, the other no, re- but nobody wants to. Nobody's going to openly say that is what cost Isaiah the dream team, even Isaiah's, like if, if that's what cost me, that's that that's really sad or anything like. And but and uh, rightfully so because uh, Isaiah is a he should have been on that team. Oh, Isaiah man. Thomas is an awful person. Yes, I am in no way. I didn't realize. And then the other thing was to start this. John Sally was saying what really set Isaiah Thomas off about the Bulls. He went home to Chicago where he's from. His nephew, his sister's son, was wearing Jordan mm-hmm. jersey, mm-hmm. and John Sally said it drove Isaiah nuts. Yeah, yeah. I again, I I think Isaiah would he easily is a top fifty NBA player of Ab- all time. Absolutely, came from IU. Yeah, I mean, all time, and not just because IU thing. I you know he was a national champion with IU. Uh, was a phenomenal, phenomenal. NBA player, like amazing. Had Very. The, they had a winning record against the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Bulls with Magic, mm-hmm. Bird, mm-hmm. and Jordan. Yeah, only one. Very underrated team. And and if you haven't seen the uh, thirty for thirty on the Bad Boys, it it is a phenomenal piece. But Isaiah never, to me, he never fully got the credit he did professionally that or that he should have. Um, because a lot of it had to do with after he got done playing, how he conducted himself and, and it was killed even, his reputation. And it was even during while he was playing. When, when he had that blow up with Bird in 87, where he had to come to the finals after the Celtics had beaten them because he made comments that somebody caught off air and then aired publicly where he had to go issue a public apology to Bird at the finals, when the Celtics were playing the Lakers in the final, he had to go and issue a public apology to Larry Bird for those, basically stating uh, if if Larry were black, he would just be any other player, but because he's white, he gets special treatment. So, you know, he was controversial for a while. He just is not a smart man. 
Well, and then the, he's not. And he's, then when, he's a Jordan moron. lit him up last night. Yeah, and he did. And I'm sorry, he's not going to win this. He can go on. He went on all the sports shows this morning, and was giving his take and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sorry, you're you're not going to win that one. You you were not a very liked person. I'm sorry, you played for the most despised team in America over the Raiders. I mean, I'm talking about in all sports, not NBA. In all sports, you were the leader of the most despised team in the world. So you're not going to win that argument. Accept it and be who you are. You were a disaster as a front office manager afterwards. You were a disaster what you did to the Pacers, you piece of shit. You were awful. You're not smart. You're not clever. You're not sassy. You're not Jordan, bro. You're not. So don't try it. Just be be what you are. Be, dude, find Carl Malone and go fly fishing with some, him. Just, some, just, just the, vanish. The, that's the other thing that people were talking about today after after they talked about Isaiah and, and the Pistons, right? They, mm-hmm. they were saying that you can't forget about Carl Malone. And I was like, I'm going to have to go back and like think about some things. Because you talk about when Malone knocked him out? They were talking about how dirty Malone was. Oh, yeah. And no, I, they all were. But I think the Pistons overshadowed that, though. Because NBA, NBA got a little softer at the end of the 90s. Dude, I, I don't care what you say. The dirtiest player that never gets named somehow is Charles Barkley. That guy was that guy was hideous on the court. He was brutal. But he never hit it though. Exactly. The problem is he never won. Barkley threw someone through a front window at a bar, so I don't think he like there was no question about Yeah, but I'm huge Barkley fan. I'm talking about well when they talk about dirtiest players in NBA history and all this kind of stuff, and you're gonna throw Lambeer, you're gonna throw Rodman, you're gonna throw, you know, a lot of these guys. Dude, Barkley and Malone was a razor blade with those with those elbows, and yeah, he laid a lot of people out, and he was dirty, and he was mean, and Barkley was. Isaiah was on there today, you know, on one of those shows. He's like, if you guys think Jordan got hit, I I easily got hit more than than anybody else in the NBA during that time. I'm like, you're an idiot, dude. You're a moron. What? Um, cover the Vegas stuff. Oh. My number one takeaway from this two-part, you know, episodes three and four. I just got really loud. Well, there's a reason for okay. it. Okay. Uh, uh, but my number one takeaway. Is, and, this, you, is this you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that better? No. Still loud. But my number one takeaway was Carmen Electra. And I know that's, I'm out. Um she looks somehow she is aging in reverse. She is she is four times hotter now than any Playboy spread that she ever did. She is amazing. And so she was on there because obviously she was dating Dennis Rodman during the you know, during that time. And there is a scene in Vegas where um when Scottie Pippen comes back Rodman asked for a vacation, which is so bizarre. In the middle of the season, he asked for a vacation. So Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan allowed him to take 48 hours to Las Vegas. Michael Jordan actually had to go get him uh, in his hotel room in Vegas to get him back with the team. And I don't know, still, I I, I don't care. My number one takeaway was that, holy balls, does Carmen Electra look amazing? Good God. Does anybody know what she's doing now? Yeah, I don't talk to her that often, so I probably wouldn't be able to comment. Could you find out? No. I'm just curious what she's doing. Is she acting? Is she just appearances? Is she... What What is she doing? I think, but, she, I think she's hanging out with Tara Reed. There's no way those two would hang out. I was being condescending. Oh. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of condescending. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing now, but holy balls, did she look amazing. That was my number one takeaway from two episodes about... Really? really? Yeah. That, that was it? That was it. Sadly, that was the the saddest part. Um, yeah. And there were close seconds. I mean, the, the, the Vegas story about Rodman, uh, I'd never heard before. Um, you really need some help. Yeah. 
but the the Phil Jack the Phil Jackson history was was really interesting about how he came up in the coaching ranks. I mean, he went down to uh, uh, what was it South like South America. He was coaching basketball and won some titles and came came back up in these coaching uh, you know uh, like ABA ball and stuff like that, and then. <laughs> you know gets on with the bull staff and then basically it, it's it's interesting it it did not paint it, it did have me thinking a little bit about doug collins who was the bulls coach in the late 80s um that he you know and, and he's really the one who you know jordan credited a lot like hey he gave me the ball and he let me score 50 a night and all this kind of stuff and uh but could never get him over the hump, and it—it's ironic that it, what cost Collins was the fact that uh, you know he wouldn't listen to one of his assistant coaches about the triangle offense, which Phil Jackson, you know, became an assistant, learned all about it, and implemented it, and then became—I'd say arguably be, between him and like Red Auerbach as far as the the greatest NBA coaches of all time. Um. So I mean, yeah, it's what. What are you looking forward to when they um like the rest of the series? What What's some of the highlights? Boy, they do a great job of ending each episode with like, okay, what's next? Like this is one. To be honest, I would almost have wished I had not watched the first two episodes and just waited to stream them all in a row because it is infuriating when they finish. The second one last night, so which would have been episode four, when they finished that last night, oh my gosh, I was ready to go into episode five, so it would have been really nice to just stream right into the next one, and um, uh, where they're going to go, I, they're pretty much at the all-star break, so they're right at it, so much behind the scenes that it was pretty much set at the beginning of this season. Going into it, they were the back-to-back. They had won five out of the last seven NBA championships, and it was set by ownership that that was going to, that was pretty much going to be it. That team was going to be done after that year. I did not know that in ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Yeah, I don't. I didn't pay that close attention to it, honestly. I mean, I just remember because that's the year that I was going to graduate and stuff like that. So. I mean, I, I mean, I watched watched a lot of it. Obviously, growing up in Southern Indiana, you watched WGN more than anything. You oh, yeah. Know? Well, and not to mention, I mean, they were just the they Bulls co- they were cover, just well, on that, everything. That and they didn't cover the Pacers where we lived at at all. Yeah. So yeah. No, uh, it, if you haven't watched it yet, watch it, it. It's a phenomenal series, um, with some really interesting stories behind the scenes, um. Um, and I don't even think we've gotten into the biggest dissension part of it. I mean, we've touched, you know, they've touched a little bit on it. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be an episode that is just going to be 100% bashing Jerry Krause and ownership, you know, Reinsdorf and those things for the Bulls. I mean, boy, it, it, it still just does baffle me that you could win six out of eight and you could just implode the world champion team that's just so bizarre to me and again this is before super teams people can say like oh the first super team was rodman jordan pippen i'm sorry pippen pippen and jordan were drafted by the bulls rodman was brought in but nobody wanted him out of san antonio that's not a super team they're not lebron it it does reiterate (laughs) That show does reiterate the fact anybody who anybody who says LeBron is is better than Jordan is just an absolute idiot. They're protesting the governor's house. No, for, I about mean, the coronavirus. Yeah, but you, see, once again, you, you what you don't realize. Did I jump too far? A little bit. What you don't realize is about that is and we'll finish up on this. Um, what you, they don't realize is if you didn't watch him, you have no comparison to know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. w- look how great Oscar Robinson is, and I have no idea how good he was. Yeah. Up until, to be honest, I, there in sports history, there were uh, there were about three records that I would have said if you'd asked me, 
five, six years ago that would never be touched. Uh, one, obviously, is my boy Cal, Cal Ripken Jr., his consecutive game streak. That that will never be touched. Which, I still believe which, that. Which no one cares about. You should, if you think about it. it it's a thinker. It's a thinking no, record. Ma- baseball has killed baseball. Uh, yeah. Because baseball decided to keep all their social media internal and run it themselves instead of letting other people really promote them and promote yeah. themselves. It's killed baseball. Yeah, it's certainly hurt, but I think that that's one major record that will never be broke. I I, I want to say that DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak won't be broke, but no. you got some guys that you got every once in a while somebody will get to 40, 41, yeah. and with the way that you know the rules are set up, I mean, DiMaggio, he did that in 56 straight games, right? So... Whereas now you could take a day off and that doesn't count against your, you know, your streak, your consecutive hit streak. It's only the games that you play. And I'm like, you're a pussy. Um, but, the, you know, the other one would have been I never would have seen anyone average a triple double for an entire season. Oscar did that. And I watched two of the greatest ever top five in NBA history, Magic and Bird during the 80s. You know, really, really make runs at that, and they weren't really trying to. They were just out there winning games. It just so happened that their stats were really close. I think Magic one year was like twenty. He was like twenty-one, eleven and nine, or you know, eleven and eight, or something like that, right? Uh, and now you've got everybody who, and their mother, you got Westbrook, you got all these guys who are averaging triple doubles for a season. I, I never thought I would have seen someone do that, but I mean, in today's NBA, yeah, where it's, it's, it's a video game. So yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not shocked by that yeah. now. Uh, it's, I'm saddened to see it because I know that there's no way that those guys are working as hard for a triple-double as Oscar Robertson did. And Oscar Robertson didn't know he was getting triple-doubles. He was just going out and winning games. These yeah. guys these guys know their stats during yeah. a game. Bro, you need you need one more rebound. Go in there and get that board. Get another triple-double. And so, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good series. To me, that's still the most impressive stat in history, though. Was that? To average a triple-double in yeah. a season. 100, 100 points in one game. That one won't be touched. Yeah. Because we, we, we saw the last. I, I can't say that we've seen the last, but I'm telling you, we saw the best effort with that when Kobe did 81, and we saw him fall short. Yeah. That's just, I, I can't see that one getting touched. A hundred in a game. No. Well, we're going to, we're right at our hour clips. Like I said, is try to keep it an hour. Sorry. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us. Um, I, took, I took over the show a little bit. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, people, well, people dropped off as soon as you did. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't doubt it. I'm sorry, folks. Well, yeah, they're saying something. But the funny part is with your audio, though, I know this has nothing to do with the show. When I played on my phone, yeah. you come in clear as could be. But I don't know if I sound weird right now. Well, that's because I tried to adjust your volume up yeah, and turn your headphones down. Yeah. yeah okay. So the gain's real high. I got you. And so, um, and then as soon as someone, me- <laughs> as soon as someone messaged me, like my my technical side went in. And I was like, "Good, I'll give him, I'll give RB Sports, and I don't have to pay attention for at least fifteen minutes." Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> so, um, but always thanks for joining us. We really appreciate that. Um, obviously, uh, the shirt I do have on is Flyover Media. That is obviously um, who produces all this. So we do have a place where you can buy those, uh, and also check out all the shows that we have Monday through Friday. Monday is um, Juice in the Morning. Tuesday is Teen and Doe. Wednesday is um, this show, actually, uh, Movie Hi. Review and Wee's Nuts. Thursday is Off the Cuff. Friday's Uncle Buck House. And obviously, we also have Smug ha- Smugcast and, and um, BJ Robbins Project. So I put that on hold just for a little bit so I can work on some other things. So I appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, RB, any final words before uh, nope. we can- <laughs> Carmen, call me. Good luck on that one. So, um, but like I said, is I appreciate everybody joining us and everything like that. So we will uh, see you one day next week, kids. Yeah, the audio got weird. Well, I fixed it. Well, I was trying to fix it. Yeah. Give me a second. Let me end all this. So when people send me messages, it kind of like.
whatever, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. But here, look. No, I no, I trust you that you. I just text Aaron. He's probably in. Uh... No, Amanda texted me. It's like, hey, Arby's audio is weird. I think if they're watching it on a laptop, it's coming out weird. But I played it on my phone. It's like it's fucking fine. Hmm. Uh, sorry, that means mess up. That's weird. No, <laughs> she. Got, I was like, I'm like, no. No, it was small four people. So Amanda was listening? Yeah. And then you start going to Carmel Lecture and Pussy, and I was like, great. I didn't say pussy. Yeah, you did. When? You called someone a pussy. He's like, he's a pussy. Oh. I was like, well, that was a quote. That wasn't me just saying it. It's not that. It's just like I don't fucking I don't fucking get it. It's like some some people said it's fine, some people said it's fucked up. It just gets fucking frustrating. I guess I should stop the recording. <laughs>